So my daughter has a friend at the house at this time. Oh my. And I'm in my bathroom and I text her, I go, please bring me a large glass of milk, <laughs> regular milk, not oat milk upstairs to my bedroom ASAP. And she's like, what? So she comes up and she's like, what is this for? And I go, do you want me to tell you? She goes, is it gross? No, I don't want to know. Hey everyone, welcome to Long Story Short, the podcast. I'm Megan. I'm Wendy. And we're your best friends on the internet. (laughs) On today's episode, we're doing our very first audio summer reading guide. We always publish a summer reading guide on the website, but this is the first time we're doing it in podcast form. The joke here is we. Megan's summer reading guide. Megan's summer reading guide. You guys, if you listen to our Prop Culture Club episodes, (laughs) you know that there's not a ton of books that I read or recommend. They could have guessed how this was going to go. Yeah, so sit back, listen to the stylings of Megan and her book talk. If you want to connect with both of us outside of the podcast, you can do that on Instagram, on Twitter, on TikTok. We are at Megan and Wendy. You can always email us, Megan and Wendy at gmail.com. And if you want to keep up with us this summer, the only place you'll be able to do that in podcast form is on Patreon. Yeah, this is our second to last episode, right? Second to last in this free feed mm-hmm. for the summer. For just $5 a month, you can get access to bonus content from us all summer long. We'd love to have you over there. Thanks to everyone who's already joined us. Yeah. And if you're wondering like how to sign up, I am putting like the link at the top of our show notes. So And it says like, I want Megan and Wendy on Patreon or something like that. So click on that and sign up. I have some follow-up from last week. Okay. So last week, my... Approved item was the Fresh Wave Odor Eliminating Gel. Mm-hmm. It's $10 to get it at Target. I still very much like it, but I did notice in my research that, that, first of all, there's a number of these products out there. There's several of them on Amazon, including some that have bonkers high reviews that make me want to try, but oh. I love something I can get in, in my Target store. So the Fresh Wave is available in Target, and I noticed Target's house brand, Up and Up, has an odor eliminating solid. So the Fresh Wave is like... Um, A gel? It's gel pieces. Have you ever accidentally put a diaper through the washing machine? (laughs) That's exactly what I was envisioning. Yes. (laughs) It is like that. So it has a lid that's vented, but you wouldn't want to knock it off of a shelf because the pieces would fall out of the top of the lid. So Mm -hmm. don't put it somewhere your dogs can get to or small children. The up and up is a solid. So it has, you remove the lid and it has that same vented type lid, but if you knock it over, nothing's going to fall out. So I did go and purchase one of these. The difference being the Fresh Wave is $10. The Target version is about $3.50. So a pretty significant difference. You can get three for the price of one almost. The Target comes in a a fresh linen and a citrus. I bought the fresh linen and I put it in my closet. And I would say the major difference is the Fresh Wave is unscented. They do sell scented versions. It does have a little bit of a scent when you first open it that dissipates. And then it's just neutralizing. Mm Mm-hmm. The Target has a scent. So I walk into my closet and it smells like fresh linen, which is not unpleasant. And it doesn't smell like fresh linen masking musky closet scent. Yeah. Nevertheless, I would prefer a purely neutral scent. I would too, because what I'm envisioning is it smelling like hospital. It doesn't smell like that. Okay. (laughs) It smells like laundry. Mm. And I don't spend a ton of time in my closet. I think it's fine in there. And I do think it is 
kind of absorbing or eliminating odor in there. Do you keep dirty clothes in your room? I do. Yeah, so do we. So you would prefer a neutralizer as opposed to like a scented solid. I just picture like a deodorant. (laughs) That's what what I see in my head. It's like a solid gel in Mm -hmm. this jar. Is it going to shrink down over time? I think it will. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? Where have I seen something like that before? I'm probably in a store or... Like those, it's like those can opener air fresheners we've talked about. Exactly. Like those shrink down into nothing, right? Yes. So I, it's not a bad product. It just depends what you're looking for. Mm. I don't dislike it. I wish they made a completely odorless version. Spend your $10 and buy the odorless version. Over the weekend, I took a Sunday shower. Yeah. And if you don't know what a Sunday shower is, it's like an everything shower. It's like where you do all the stuff, right? Yep. And it was Saturday night, the night before Mother's Day. We were getting ready to to go out. It was like a lazy afternoon. And I was like, I'm going to do all the lotions and all this stuff, right? If you've heard me talk on this podcast, I have talked about a product made by Maley's. It's M-A-L-E-Y apostrophe S. I have two products from them. One is like a firming cream for your arms, for your bat wings. That's what they call it. I'm not calling it that, Uh right? And then they also have one for your booty. It's like to help reduce cellulite or whatever. Okay. So I was like, I'm going to use it. Now, I have talked in the past how the arm one has like a burning sensation. Mm -hmm. But since the first time I've used it, I have realized that if I moisturize first and then put this on, I mean, maybe it's less effective, but it doesn't burn as much. Mm -hmm. Well, I did that with the, the booty one too. Mm -hmm. I did moisturize and then I decided that I was going to put on the Maley's B tight lift and firm booty mask. And like almost instantly, it's always supposed to have a warming sensation. Like that's what it says on their website. Mm -hmm. And a lot of reviews are like, yeah, it warms up, it tingles a little bit, and then it goes away. My ass was so on fire. Like I texted (laughs) Megan and I was like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. Like, and I sent fire emojis, fire extinguishers. a fire truck. Like I did not know what to do. I got in the shower, rinsed off, soaked up, rinsed off, still burning, burning, burning. And not only did I put it on my ass, I was like, I'm going to put it on my tummy too. Oh no. Oh my God. I was everything from the waist down. I was on freaking fire. Not just even a little bit, not a warming sensation on fire. So it has an ingredient. It's called pink pepper slim. I don't know what the ingredient does, but it is supposed to cause like a warming sensation. And I'm just wondering, am I just sensitive? Is my skin just so super sensitive? Evidently. Well, Megan came in with the home run hit and told me to put milk on it. Yeah. (laughs) That's what you drink if you're eating spicy things. Okay. So my daughter has a friend at the house at this time. Oh my. And I'm in my bathroom and I text her, I go, please bring me a large glass of milk, (laughs) regular milk, not oat milk upstairs (laughs) to my bedroom ASAP. And she's like, what? So she comes up and she's like, what is this for? And I go, do you want me to tell her? She goes, is it gross? No, I don't want to know. And I was like, I'm on fire. Like, and what was so funny is like, I expected to turn around and see just like bright red skin, nothing. I was like, this is crazy. So I, um, how did you apply the milk? Well, I have these big, like 
oval cotton mm. for your face and I just like soaked it Smart. up like that and I told her to get one of those like she wanted to baste silicone me. basters <laughs> <laughs> but this worked really well I like soaked it up I put it on and I noticed like immediate relief but I still had like a real full glass of milk so then I got in the shower and then just like doused myself in the shower and it worked it worked immediately Thank freaking God. Yes. And then I was Put like, that one in your back pocket. Oh my God. And I was like, uh, do I just let this sit in? Cause I was afraid if I was going to wash off the milk, that it would come back. So then I'm standing around in my bathroom, like in a towel smelling like milk. But you ultimately rinsed it off. I, and was I did rinse it off. Cause I hate the smell of spoiled milk. Of course. And I was like, I'm going to smell like spoiled milk all night long. No, I, I, I waited like 30 minutes and then I washed off again. I'm like, I was in and out of the shower like 14 times that <laughs> night. <laughs> I'm not knocking the product. I just think this ingredient and me don't... It's not for you. It's bad. But thank you for the milk. You're welcome. Thank God I had some in my refrigerator too, because you guys know me. I'm not great at having supplies on hand. <laughs> so thank God I had milk in the refrigerator. You're going to have to door dash a Could you imagine? I don't know what I would have done otherwise. I was using like baby powder. Oh. I have another quick scenario I want to run by you. Yeah. Earlier in the year, okay, I don't talk about my daughter a lot, but earlier in the year, her biology teacher told them that they would be doing dissections, Mm -hmm. one of a frog and one of a fetal pig. Mm -hmm. And she flipped out because she doesn't, she's very squeamish, Mm -hmm. gets all white in the face if she sees blood, like from a tooth, Mm. like if her tooth was pulled or whatever, like it's bad. It's really bad. One time we were at a doctor's office and she was having a little wart frozen off, pass out at the doctor's office. (laughs) Like it's, it's bad. Mm -hmm. So she talked to the biology teacher way back months ago. And the biology teacher was like, well, I don't have an alternative assignment for you, but she'll take a zero, but it won't affect her grade. I don't, I don't know how this works. math works but i'm like okay whatever well last week the biology teacher says oh i've changed my mind i you don't have to participate but i want you to sit in on it and watch because it's a great experience to have or Mm -hmm. something like that and my daughter was like oh i can't do it like the smell on the site is what really freaks her out right Mm -hmm. so i emailed the teacher I took a note out of Megan's book here. I'd like to point out that I do not just sit around in my free time emailing teachers. I've emailed two teachers this entire school year and have accepted the answers I've been given. Okay. As I accepted the answer I was given as well. I wrote a very nice email and I just was like, please, a kind consideration. Like she's not being dramatic. She has. And I was kind of funny in the email too. Like I was like, she's passed out over like so many things over the years. This is not drama Mm -hmm. of a student who does not want to do a dissection, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, because who wants to do a dissection? Right. This is not that. The teacher's email was not very nice back to me. And, but it's fine. Like I took her answer as what it was. And I was like, well, I'll let my daughter like talk to you in person then tomorrow and you guys can navigate from here. I hate emailing the teacher because she's in high school And I think these are lessons that she needs to figure out how to communicate with other people and like Mm -hmm. whatever. Right. And she doesn't always have to take the answer at face value either. Mm -hmm. Like the teacher said, oh, now I want you to sit in on it. She should have said like, but do you remember when we talked about it months ago? Yes. So am I an asshole parent? No. Look, I agree with you. Our kids need to learn how to navigate these things on their own. 
I also think there comes a point where they are still children Mm -hmm. and they've done the navigating. Mm -hmm. I think there is some value at some point to a parent either stepping in and clarifying or offering additional information. Sometimes the navigation doesn't work on their own. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying we step in every single time. I expect the same thing of my kid. But A, sometimes kids aren't reliable reporters. I'm not saying that for you, but I've definitely gotten information from my kids and I've thought, (laughs) this doesn't sound right. Let me clarify it. And sometimes it is right. And I'm like, well, that's outrageous. Yeah. Sometimes they've gotten the information wrong or there has been a case where the teacher wasn't saying what the kid was saying at face value, but hearing it from me, they're like, no problem. Yeah. So you know your kid and sometimes they're still our kids. We're still parents. They're still children. Yeah. I think there's a lot, like the second they hit middle school, it's like hands off, let them handle it on their own. Mm -hmm. But you can only let them handle it on their own when they've been given all of the tools. And sometimes the tool is taking it up the ladder. Yeah. So what I understand today is that she did receive an alternative assignment, Nice. which this just poof became available. Anyway, it all worked out, but I had to get involved. Sometimes we have to get involved. Mm Mm-hmm. Anything else to wrap up this complaint corner from Wendy? Except to say that it's the middle of May. We have three weeks left of the school year Mm -hmm. and I'm ready. Are you? Not for the summer BS, right? Like I'm not ready for all of that, but I'm ready to stop managing homework. I'm ready to eliminate some of the social hassles of the middle school and high school Mm. scene. I'm ready for a change. The kids need a break. It's a lot. Mm -hmm. And I think what we're putting on our middle schoolers and high schoolers is a lot. And I think a break will be nice. They're ready for the break too. Everyone's ready. Yeah. My husband will also be off (laughs) in three weeks and he's very much ready. Everyone's ready. Are you? I am. My summer is going to be disrupted by the addition of a puppy to our home in (laughs) T minus six days. Mm -hmm. I'm not even going to see the puppy. Yes, but once, and then I'll come it. back in September, and You're it will be a full-grown come over dog. All summer, maybe, to see your dog. You don't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You don't usually, but <laughs> I I will this year. Oh, you know what? In fact, because my daughter will be in summer sports, and I will drop her off, and then I will come over here and see your dog. Come in the over morning. and hang out with my puppy. And you'll be in your jammies, and then I'll have a cup of tea, and we'll play with the dog. Let's do it. Okay, that's good. Okay. Anyway, I am cautiously optimistic about summer. Let's take a quick break and talk one of my favorite things about summer, and that's books. You gotta sell these to me. If you want me to read them, you gotta sell them to me. Well, welcome back. Every year I write a summer reading guide on our website, meganandwendy.com, and I have to tell you, in preparation for this episode, I went back and scrolled through the past several summer reading guides, and there are some gems in there. There's some great books. In 2020, I did a little bit of a twist and wrote books to read when you can't focus because Mm. we all know that was the time we're like, yeah, what do you mean read a book? I couldn't possibly read a book. So that's a great collection of like beach read type books. Anyway, this year's list is a collection of 10 books with a bonus. It is by no means exhaustive. I could have gone on forever. Some of these books I have read. Some of these books I am looking forward to reading. Let's talk about them. Okay. We're going to start with a novel called Solitaire. Solitaire is written by Alice Oseman, who is the author of the Heartstopper graphic novel series, which was turned into a Netflix series last year. Mm. It is the sweetest little series you've ever seen. I recommend it to everyone. Season two drops on Netflix this summer, August 3rd. 
Now, Solitaire was originally published before Heartstopper, but only in the UK. So it's being released in the United States for the first time. Mm -hmm. So Nick and Charlie from Heartstopper are in it, but it is about Charlie's older sister, Tori. And Mm -hmm. here's a synopsis. Okay. Tori Spring isn't sure how to be happy again. Then she meets Michael Holden and they try to unmask the mysterious solitaire and survive high school. The reviews are glowing. It is a young adult novel. What is solitaire, though? I don't know. Okay. (laughs) Because if they're trying to unmask the mysterious solitaire, what? And if the fact that Heartstopper is a graphic novel held you from reading it, because I'm not a super big fan of the graphic novel format. Mm -hmm. Maybe this is another way to experience this writer. Mm. Next up, The True Love Experiment by Christina Lauren. This book comes out this week. It is out as of the airing of this episode. It released on May 16th. This book is so sexy. Sexy? Now you got me interested. Lauren is the pen name of a writing pair. It's two women that write together. Yes. Interesting. I've read a number of their books. I've enjoyed a number of their books. There's only one of their books that I strongly dislike, and I am so alone in that book. And I read an advanced reader copy of that book. And after that, so many people posted about how much they love this book that I wonder if there were extreme changes made from my reading to... The oh. publishing of the book. I suspect they're not. It just didn't hit for me. But I love almost everything they write. Mm. This uses a character named Fizzy, who was first introduced in their novel, The Soulmate Equation. And one thing that I really liked is in the acknowledgments of this book, they said, we never had any intention of writing a second book in this universe. But readers reacted so strongly to Fizzy, and they wanted more from her. And this book was born, and it's hot. Let me read you a synopsis. Okay. Sparks fly when a romance novelist and a documentary filmmaker join forces to craft the perfect Hollywood love story and take both of their careers to the next level, but only if they can keep the chemistry between them from taking the whole thing off script. Mm -hmm. So it has elements of like The Bachelor because she's on this dating show, Mm -hmm. but it has a twist like the soulmate equation is about a man who has created a way to find your perfect match basically via DNA. Mm -hmm. And so they try and do that on this reality show. Does she choose the person who is the greatest DNA match for her through this dating experiment? Mm -hmm. What's really fun is she's a romance novelist in this book. And so they talk a lot about like romance novel tropes and the process Mm -hmm. of writing a romance novel. And again, super sexy. Okay. It's hot. I loved it. I might have to put that one on my I think you would enjoy it. List. Thank you. Next up, Switching Gears, a science fiction book by nope. Justin Cronin, <laughs> who we haven't seen a lot of lately. He wrote the Passage trilogy, and I'm sure after writing that, he just decided he needed to lie down for several years because that trilogy is long. That is a zombie trilogy. Oh, God. This is another post-apocalyptic standalone novel. It is not a series. And I don't believe it ever intends to be a series. You got to stick with me here. There is an island utopia. Mm -hmm. This is a group of survivors Mm post-apocalypse. And they live on this island and they wear these monitors that monitor their physical health, their psychological well-being. And when all of those measurements fall below 10%. They, quote, retire themselves. They ride a ferry to another island and their bodies are renewed. Their memories wipe clean and they're ready to start life afresh. 
okay. when he's making a face when he doesn't read science fiction but I hate science fiction but go ahead this book is about a character named proctor bennett and his career is as a ferryman which means he he's the leads people through the retirement process. oh i thought he was like the driver of the ferry okay <laughs> okay it says he shepherds them through the retirement process and when necessary enforces it but all is not well with Proctor for one thing he's been dreaming, which is supposed to be impossible in Prospera, which is where everybody lives. Mm-hmm. For another, his monitor percentage has begun to drop alarmingly fast. And then comes the day he is summoned to retire his own father, who gives him a disturbing and cryptic message before being wrestled onto the ferry. Oh. I'm so into this. It sounds interesting. Justin Cronin is a really great world builder. If you like science fiction, this is on my list i actually think my husband would really like this. i think he might <laughs> yeah i think he might next up the five star weekend by elon hildebrand and let me preface this by saying i will read everything elon hildebrand writes quick pause for an editor's note right here as i'm listening to this i realize i say elon over and over it's ellen i know it's ellen i apologize I just realized in the creating of this summer reading guide that I did not read her 2022 novel, which was Endless Summer. However, her 2021 novel, The Hotel Nantucket, was so good. I've read a number of her books. I like some more than others. The Hotel Nantucket was fantastic. It's good because it's not sexy, right? No. It visually gives you, like, when reading it, like, I know, like, you're drawn to, like, Nantucket and all that. So does it, like, hit all those feelings for you? Yes. All of her novels, with the exception of she has two, like, weird island novels that I started and didn't enjoy are set on Nantucket, most of them in the summer. And she just paints this delicious picture of life in Nantucket. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I want to go to that restaurant and drink an ice cold glass of white wine and go to that deli and get those sandwiches and just live this life. She paints this delicious picture. And then there's fun stories involved as well. Okay. So this year, the synopsis of the Five Star Weekend is Holly Shaw's life seems picture perfect. She's the creator of the popular food blog, Hungry with Hollis, and is married to Matthew, a dreamy heart surgeon. But after she and Matthew get into a heated argument one snowy morning, he leaves for the airport and is killed in a car accident. The cracks in Hollis's perfect life, her strained marriage, and her complicated relationship with her daughter Caroline grow deeper. This sounds interesting. Uh huh. Now, this is giving me throwbacks to Elon Hildebrand several years ago, and I have enjoyed a number of those books. As I said, I will, as a practice, read every novel she writes every summer. And they're standalones. They're not like. She has written series, but this is a standalone. Okay. I gotta say, that one sounds good too. Next up. Another book that I have read very recently and spoken about on this podcast is Georgie All Along by the writer Kate Claiborne. Now, if you're a library person, this is a newer release, as are many of these books. I'd like to recommend the book Love Lettering by the same author because you'll have an easier time getting it. But the synopsis is longtime personal assistant Georgie Mulcahy has made a career out of putting others before herself when an unexpected upheaval sends her away from her hectic job in L.A. and back to her hometown. Georgie must confront an uncomfortable truth. Her own wants and needs have always been a disconcertingly blank page. The timing on this is interesting considering the episode we just recorded for our Girls Gone Hallmark podcast. Yeah, totally. These books could be called beach reads. They could be called light and fluffy, but they have a little bit of heft to them. Georgie's figuring out her way. The character that she has a love interest in 
has a little bit of a heavier backstory. I like Kate Claiborne and the romance that she writes, and I've enjoyed a number of her books and would recommend this one. Awesome. In the fantasy category. Oh, God. Wendy's out. Super out. This is the novel In the Lives of Puppets by T.J. Klune. It is out now. I loved this book. You want to talk about a master of world building? T.J. Klune has the kind of imagination I, as a super duper realist, could only dream of having. (laughs) It blows my mind that people can think of these things and then build an entire world around them. This is a post-apocalyptic world. And the synopsis is... In a strange little home built into the branches of grove trees live three robots, fatherly inventor android Giovanni Lawson, a pleasantly sadistic nurse machine, and a small vacuum desperate for love and attention. Victor Lawson, a human, lives there too. They're a family hidden and safe. The day Vic salvages and repairs an unfamiliar android labeled Hap, he learns of a shared dark past between Hap and Geo, a past spent hunting humans. So... Victor is a human, and then he lives with these robots who are his friends. Yes. Okay. (laughs) But you have to understand that Victor was raised by Geo, and this is the only world he's ever known. So bizarre. Like, he's never met another human. (laughs) So weird. (laughs) And they set off on a little adventure. It's a little bit The Wizard of Oz. It's a little bit Pinocchio. But ultimately, if you've read anything by T.J. Klune, like, the house in the cerulean sea his books are about love and found family and wendy's rolling her eyes but i'm not i hate to overuse the word lovely but it's a lovely story with a bit of adventure built in and it's really funny like the small vacuum desperate for love and attention again we're post robot apocalypse this guy's like a little roomba but his like letters have worn off and so they call him rambo (laughs) I recommend it if you like fantasy novels. Okay. In the memoir category. Oh, God, I totally want to read this book. I'm recommending A Heart That Works by Rob Delaney. And you know why I think you would like this? One, it's not very long. And two, I bet the audio is great because he reads it himself. Mm -hmm. So Rob Delaney is an actor. He's a writer. If you've seen the series Catastrophe, he co-created and co-wrote that as well as co-starred in it with Sharon Horgan, who is a delight herself. In 2016, his son Henry was one year old and diagnosed with a brain tumor. And this is the story of their life with Henry's brain tumor that ended in Henry's death. It is the most beautiful story of a parent loving a child fully for who they are. And of course, it's heartbreaking, but somehow he manages to make it not the kind of book that you sob all of the way through. There were a couple of moments that brought me to tears, but I didn't find it to be a painful or a gutting read. Oh, that's good. Okay. Uh, I just downloaded it. Oh. What's also really interesting is they had just moved to London, um, and they navigate all of this through the eyes of a different health system, which of Mm. course is a secondary story. And he talks about how bizarre it was to be able to just show up and this wasn't a financial ruining diagnosis Mm -hmm. and how different it was to live through that. In the nonfiction category, this is a recommendation by Bookstagram or Andrea of Evergreens and Bookish Things. I did ask for recommendations on Instagram, things people were excited about. Georgie all along 
got a number of recommendations, a book I'm going to recommend in a moment. Also got several recommendations, but this is a book called Anthropocene Reviewed. It is by John Green. It is nonfiction. It is a collection of short essays. Anthropocene is the current geologic age. So that's where we're living in the Anthropocene. Mm-hmm. And this sounds very interesting. Best-selling author John Green reviews different facets of the human-centered planet on a five-star scale, from the QWERTY keyboard and sunsets to Canada geese and penguins of Madagascar. I love John Green. I like him as a novelist and a fiction writer, but I also really enjoy him on the internet mm-hmm. and listening to him speak and the idea that you just get to listen to him talk about interesting things for a couple hours is super interesting to me. I recommend him as a follow on TikTok as well as his brother, Hank Green, but I'm into this. It's been on my list for a long time. I honestly hadn't thought about doing it on audio, but I like books read by their writers. Uh And I think it's exactly the kind of thing you want to listen to on audio. Oh, Wendy's downloading another (laughs) one. I may be looking it up right now. Next up is a book I think is going to be on everyone's list. And that is The Happy Place by Emily Henry. I think this is a really safe summer reading recommendation because Emily Henry has had a few hits. She wrote Beach Read, which I loved. Book Lovers, which I liked a lot. And now she has The Happy Place, which is a story about a couple who broke up months ago pretending to still be together for their annual week-long vacation with their best friends. I love a little fake dating, romantic novel trope. You do? Gimme? Yeah, I do. I do. I know you do. This was recommended again and again, and this was already on my radar, and I almost didn't recommend it simply because everyone is talking about it, but just because something is popular doesn't mean it's not worthy Mm -hmm. of praise and enjoyment. Finally, before I get to my honorable mention, is the novel Remarkably Bright Creatures by Shelby Van Pelt. And yes, I've recommended this before. You have. Yes, it has an octopus narrator. Okay, I'm out. (laughs) So this is the story about a woman named Tova whose husband has died. And to keep herself busy, she takes a job as the night shift cleaning woman at an aquarium. And she's excellent at this job. And she also has this collection of old lady friends who are all characters in and among themselves. But she keeps part of her life close to the vest. She lost a son when he was a teenager and obviously this has very much shaped who she is alternatively we have marcellus who's a giant pacific octopus he lives at the aquarium marcellus is an aging octopus we get chapters told from marcellus's perspective he's a very smart octopus and it says marcellus knows more than anyone can imagine but wouldn't dream of lifting one of his eight arms for his human captors until he forms a remarkable friendship with tova Ever the detective, Marcellus deduces what happened the night Tova's son disappeared. So there's this backstory of kind of this mystery. She never really knew for sure what happened. And how now Marcellus must use every trick his old invertebrate body can muster to unearth the truth for her before it's too late. Now, sometimes you read a novel with an animal in it and you know what's going to happen because animals don't live as long as people. However, I would say don't let that deter you it's a great story i mean i don't want to become attached to an octopus named marcellus and then have him die at the end well i think you really cheer for marcellus i don't know if this one's for me finally i had to include this recommendation which is not a new book 
It is red, white, and royal blue. And the reason I'm including it is because the movie is being released on Amazon Prime this summer on August 11th. And if you haven't given this book a read or a listen, I've done both. It's the story of the son of American president who falls in love with a British prince. It's real sexy. It's real funny. I super enjoyed it as I've read it twice and listened to it once. <laughs> I'm very much looking forward to the movie adaptation. Who's in it? Who's in the movie? Anybody good? Nicholas Galatine plays Prince Henry. Taylor Zakar Perez plays Alex. Uma Thurman plays the president. Oh, that's kind of fun. Was the president a man in the book? No, no. Oh, okay. I don't know. I didn't read it. I'm just kidding. But that's I like it. Uma Thurman. I'm looking forward to this. I bet you are. If you are a person who likes to read the book before you watch the movie, you got plenty of time to get that done. It's a quick read. You won't be able to put it down once you start. So that wraps up our summer reading recommendations. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at Megan and Wendy for continue book recommendations. I could never put every book I'm loving into one list. We'd be here all night. Let's take a quick break and come back with Megan and Wendy approved. We're back with Megan and Wendy approved where we each share something we've used and loved. Wendy, what you got? I have something. I don't remember where I saw this at originally, but I picked it up anyway. It's the inky list. That's the name of the brand, the inky list. And it's caffeine eye cream cost 1099. I probably bought it from like Sephora or the website. I, I honestly, I have these like blackout shopping, online shopping trips that I don't remember and this stuff just shows up. I honestly think we should do a TikTok series on that. I would love to. <laughs> what arrived for Wendy today? I don't know. Yeah. <gasps> will you? Yeah. Totally. I will. Okay. So anyway, it's this eye cream. It's super hydrating. It's lightweight. Um, it's supposed to reduce puffiness, dark circles, and fine lines. I have all three of those things, but dark circles is probably my biggest problem. And I'm using this in conjunction with like another product and I'm really enjoying the results. What's the other product? It's a banana eye cream by Ulla Henriksen. Yes. And then on top of that, then I use like a color corrector also by Ulla Henriksen. Yeah. And you like those combos. Yeah. I love a caffeine eye serum. I use the one from The Ordinary. Which I have used too. I like this better. Okay, good to know. And they're both very affordable. Super affordable. This is a cream and the Ordinary one is a serum and I feel like a cream might like hold on to the skin. I feel like this is like a combination of a serum and a cream. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Mine is a mop. (laughs) It's not a mop. It is a mopping pad, like a Velcro pad that you put on... You know what I'm talking about, yeah. a reusable pad. It's the Bona Pet System Microfiber Sweeping Pad. I didn't buy it specifically for pets. My dog doesn't shed, but my entire downstairs of my house is hardwood floors, and they get dirty very quickly, and I don't always want to break out the vacuum. Sometimes I just want to zip through mm-hmm. with a mopping pad and just pick up everything, and then I shake it off into the trash can and toss it into the laundry. I had something else like this. I still have it, but this one picks up a lot more. And given that we have a new puppy who will shed. I was going to ask, is that new dog? Is that going to shed? They're supposed to be low shed, but I think that's 
marketing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, I cannot get on board with a Swiffer as much as I love it. I have deep in my soul guilt about the single useness uh, of it all. Mm -hmm. So I like having a few of these on hand to just whip through, toss them in the wash. And it's shocking how much stuff they pick up off your floor. Wow. Just keeps things looking a little nicer when I don't want to. Yeah. I hear you. That's my vacuum impression. I, I figured. <laughs> I think it's the universal vacuum impression. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to this episode of Long Story Short. As you know, there is only one more episode after today in the free feed all the way until September. So make sure you visit patreon.com slash Megan and Wendy to sign up for our summer podcast series. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.